Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. If you would like to support the continuation of our podcast with a one-time financial donation, please visit livinghour.org donate. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Getting a Start, First Aids to Success by Nathaniel C. Fowler, published in 1915. To feel the flush of success is to do what you most want to do, and what you can best do. Lest you can do well what you want to do, the fullness of result is impossible. Conversely, unless you want to do what you can do well, a small result is likely to follow. While what you want to do appears to be subordinate to what you can do, so much do I believe in the assistance of cooperation and the value of desire that I would place want to do ahead of can do. I would advise you first to consider what you want to do and then determine whether or not you can do it. If you find that what you want to do you cannot do well, then make no attempt in that direction and choose something else which you want to do, and continue the process until what you want to do and what you can do connect. But in the meantime, don't loaf around. Do something, even if you don't want to do it. Keep busy. Science and endeavor can move the hills, but add love to them and you can move mountains. More than half of the failures in life are those who don't love their work, but instead make a drudgery of it, who do it because they have to, or because they think they have to. They then become automatic machines, combinations of springs, wheels, and levers, assimilated and controlled, not by the head of desire, but by the spinal marrow of necessity. The spinal marrow person may succeed to a moderate degree and never move backward. However, real success does not come from automatic action, but from an intense desire to succeed and an equally strong love of the work. I would not take one stone from the monument of faithfulness. I would not remove a microscopic fraction from the worth of persistency. But I would say that mere faithfulness by itself, and mere persistency by itself, or the two together, will produce only ordinary results, while if love, ambition, and desire are added to them, no one can foresee the length, breadth, and depth of the accomplishment. Keep steadily at your work, no matter how menial or disagreeable it may be until something better crosses your path. Don't despise menial work. Don't allow dissatisfaction with what you have to do interfere with your duty. Try to love everything you do, and bring to bear upon it the force of your character and the enthusiasm of your energy. Keep continually at it, whether you work the factory floor or occupy the highest position. Throw all your faithfulness, all your persistency, all your energy, 
and all the good there is in you into this work. Realizing that without fundamental faithfulness and basic persistency, love will have no ground to grow upon. But add love and desire to these fundamental or basic things, and then even the dry earth will bring forth a harvest, and hard things will be softened. On top of that, don't be a floater. Don't go out with the tide and come back with it. Don't float down the river of life, going just where the current carries you, to be whirled around in its eddies, to be bruised by the rocks, and to be stranded on the sandbars. Swim that you may direct and control your course. 99 and 9 tenths percent of all failures and half failures are floaters of the don't care kind, who are moved by the wind of chance and carried by the erratic currents. They lie on their backs and float. They don't head for anywhere and therefore get nowhere. The race of success belongs to the swimmer who strikes out boldly with the determination to reach the shore of opportunity. They may meet with disaster, for at times there will be headwinds and waves too high to ride, and perhaps they may not enter the harbor of intention. They may not be able to moor themselves alongside the dock of desire, but they are likely to reach their goal, ultimately getting there, some way, any way, if you swim, you may just reach the port of success, but if you float, you will meet it only by accident, and the chances are that it will do you no good, because you won't know that you have arrived, and the tide which brought you there will take you back. Swim and the world stands with you, float and it passes you by. The strenuous world has no patience with the floater and will serenely stand upon the banks and let them drown, for they aren't worth the risk of any effort or a rope. But this same world will rush to the rescue of the valiant swimmer who is making persistent efforts to master the waves, and which will either drown them or carry them to accomplishment. All that the world can give you is an opportunity and nobody is entitled to more than this. To give more than opportunity is a waste of good material and impoverishes the receiver. Opportunity stands upon the bank of the river of life, ready to help the swimmer in the stream, but it is deaf, dumb, and blind to the floater, who only blocks navigation, who is going nowhere, and who never will get anywhere. You can float without a rudder, but you must steer when you swim. The floater has not even luck for their pilot, for they are too indolent to take advantage of their chance. Swim and you will arrive somewhere, perhaps not at the richest port, but on some shore where there is fertility sufficient to plant and harvest. Floating you either will become too waterlogged to be a carrier of even yourself, or will be left upon the soggy banks of unproductive mud and mire. No matter who you are, where you are, or what you are doing, 
whether you are in command of a great corporation or on the lower rung of the workforce, you have two commanders, the one over you and yourself. Your second commander, yourself, is the greater of the two. For if you are not true to yourself, in command of yourself, and if you do not obey the orders of your better self, you are unfit to work for anybody, including yourself. When you start to obey an employer, begin at the same time to obey yourself, to occupy yourself with two personalities. First, yourself as commander of yourself, and secondly, yourself as servant of yourself. If you don't work both for yourself and under yourself, you are only half of yourself. I am not recommending that you as master of yourself refuse to serve under another person if you are an employee. The greatest is great because they know how to follow as well as lead. If it is your duty to sweep the office, don't do it mechanically or unthinkingly, but allow your higher and better self to control your physical action. If your present duty is sticking stamps upon envelopes, demand of yourself the sticking that sticks. And as commander of yourself, be proud of yourself as servant of yourself in stamp sticking. If you are the junior bookkeeper with little responsibility, demand of your second self the best of bookkeeping and feel as much responsibility when you enter an item of a dollar as you would if you entered an item of a hundred dollars. Command yourself always to do your best work and then do it. You cannot do it if you do not work under the direction of your commanding self. Unless you work for yourself first, last and always. You cannot render efficient or profitable service to anybody else. For the more faithful you are to your true self, the more efficient you will be to your employer and to yourself when you are an employer. I ask you to be proud of yourself and to have that pride which does not make you snobbish or objectionable that real pride which makes you proud of your ability to receive and execute orders, as well as to give them. Remember that you cannot successfully wield the sword of command until you have successfully shouldered the gun of labor. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.